Hello there. My name is Stuart Fernie, and I want to welcome you to my series of reflections on characters and themes in some of my favourite films. I will also present thoughts on a handful of literary works, and there may be the odd vaguely philosophical piece as well. On this occasion, I'll be discussing characters and broad themes in Ryosuke Hamaguchi's Drive My Car. The film opens with a 40-minute prologue of sorts, incorporating scenes that capture the essence of the relationship between actor and director Yusuke and his wife Oto. They share a creative bond in that sexual stimulation helps Oto create storylines, which she shares with her husband and which they go on to develop together. We learn also that Oto feels her life serves little purpose, and that she thinks she will leave behind little of worth by way of legacy. She feels she is caught in an existentially pointless cycle of life in which it seems intimacy and creativity may be used as a means of seeking temporary fulfilment, and this may lend spirit to her colourless and uninspiring relationship with Yusuke. There is no passion with Yusuke, and, perhaps because she is unfulfilled, she sleeps with other men in an attempt to fill the void in her life, and Yusuke is aware of her actions, but he says nothing. Oto will even commit the ultimate infidelity of sharing one of the stories co-created with Yusuke with a young actor with whom Yusuke will eventually work. Although superficially happy and wanting for nothing, at her core, Oto is overwhelmed by a sense of pointlessness and she is bordering on depression. These feelings are undoubtedly aggravated by the death of her child some time before, an event that may in part explain Yusuke's impassivity. One wonders if they see the creative process they share as some vain attempt at replacing the sense of purpose and fulfilment bringing up their child might have given them both. Oto dies suddenly and unexpectedly from a brain haemorrhage, leaving Yusuke bereft and struggling to come to terms with questions and issues raised by his wife's conduct and death. These range from existential questions concerning the fragility of life and the randomness of death, to relational issues such as the part we play in others' lives and how well we can truly know a person and understand the workings of others' minds. Can we be truly sure of and trust another's feelings? Yusuke feels he has failed his wife and he is responsible to some degree for her death, if only by omission or through vague feelings of inadequacy. But to what extent is he truly responsible? Will he ever come to terms with his feelings of loss and guilt, or the guilt he feels if he doesn't think about her? All these issues and more, regarding the nature and truth behind relationships and the human condition, are explored in Anton Chekhov's Uncle Vanya, a version of which Yusuke is invited to direct at a theatre festival some two years after losing his wife. Yusuke is enormously fond of his Red Saab, a make which perhaps suggests the existential Nordic mindset, but he is forced by the festival management to accept a personal driver, a young woman, Mizaki, for insurance purposes. Yusuke and Mizaki, who is the age his daughter would have been had she lived, gradually build trust and a bond, sharing inner thoughts and painful past experiences. Yusuke is helped by Mizaki to see his wife holistically. That is to say, like all of us, Oto was a complex person and should not be reduced to a set of characteristics or facets that fit another's view and judgment of her. Mizaki persuades or allows Yusuke to see that Oto loved him and she sought comfort in the arms of others. The one does not diminish or preclude the other. He has to learn to accept the past and his situation and move on. Our purpose is not to dwell interminably on the past, but to live and survive despite painful experience. 
In the same way, Mizaki, scarred psychologically and physically by various events in her past, feels she contributed to the death of her mother by not taking action to save her, and this hangs heavily on her conscience. Yusuke is able to comfort Mizaki and offer her solace and support by repeating her own advice to accept what is done, with all its pain, guilt and responsibility, and consign it to the past. We should not torture ourselves with matters from the past, which may be quite unfathomable, but rather, after a period of reflection or grieving, focus on and appreciate the present, while doing our best to make it work. They console one another like father and daughter, each helping the other to accept and come to terms with pain, guilt, responsibility and other nagging doubts and regrets, and not allow the events of the past to cast their shadow on the present, and as such they may well offer guidance for society as a whole. At the end of the film, Mizaki is seen driving Yusuke's red Saab. We don't see him, but clearly his influence persists, as we see her driving happily on the road of life, dealing with whatever comes her way, her scars from the past much diminished, and she is living for the present. This is a beautifully observed, if long and leisurely paced, study of the human condition, our desire or need of purpose and fulfilment, and the roles we can play in one another's lives, offering understanding, comfort and love, but also inflicting pain, responsibility and guilt. I found the film intense and laboured at times, yet it was engaging and worthwhile. For me, it lacked pace and a certain lightness of touch that might have enlivened proceedings rather than pursue more or less a single register throughout, and a different balance might have lent even greater impact to the many scenes of pathos and poignancy. But I certainly found it stimulating and thought-provoking. My thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you found it of some value. Please join me again soon for discussion of more films and books.